Welcome everybody. Welcome again from uh, to you, Anthem community. So good to be together right here across the screen. We've been in a series called Uncomfortable, the Awkward and Essential Challenge of Christian Community and have been presented with some, some hard things, but we want to enter it into real and hard conversations um, to talk about what it's like to, to live in community. What is the awkward yet essential challenges? And I want to continue that today as we talk about our words and how we use our words, how we can honor one another with our words, especially as it relates to our words on social media. So what does it look like to honor people? Well, this is a time, though many times in history there have been a lot of things uh, to debate, a lot of issues. That's not new, but this is a time specifically where there are a lot of really polarizing things that are part of topic of discussion in America, whether that's COVID and uh, opening up, not opening up, what social distancing mean, masks, no masks, there's Black Lives Matter and protesting, um, defunding the police, what in po policy change, reform, what that looks like. We're in election year, um, what's current political climate, what will it be, what should it be. There's just a, a lot of places for tough conversations, um, a lot of places for anger and for bitterness and for um, deconstructive conversation. It's, it's just a hard, a hard um, conversation right now in our country. And um, what does it look like to navigate? Uh, what's, what's our part in that conversation or what's the, the lens by which we filter our conversation and how we, how we use our words and how we honor one another in that process. We talked last week about our, our rights and laying down our rights. And, and us in America, we, we feel we have this right to say whatever we want. It's my opinion, you know, my way or the highway, or I just, I have the freedom to say whatever I want in whatever way I want in whatever context, because that's my right. And uh, we talked about how uh, part of being a part of Christian community as a follower of Jesus is laying down some of those rights. Um, we talked about our, our identity is first as followers of Jesus and second anything else, but that, that that is, if that's what we're saying, that we're followers of Jesus, that's our first identity. So where to start in thinking about what it looks like to honor people with our words as followers of Jesus, but to start what uh, an example, what is Christian community as it described in the Bible? Um, there's a man whose name was Paul. He wrote a large portion of the New Testament. He was a disciple of Jesus. Uh, this he after um, Jesus rose, or Jesus ascended also, and so he wrote these words to the Romans after Jesus' ascension in the time of the the new and early church. He said, "Don't just pretend to love others. Really love them. Hate what is wrong. Hold tightly to what is good." Love each other with genuine affection and take delight in honoring each other. Never be lazy, but work hard to serve the Lord enthusiastically. Rejoice in our confident hope. Be patient in trouble and keep on praying. When God's people are in need, be ready to help them. Always be eager to practice hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Don't curse them. Pray that God will bless them. Be happy with those who are happy and weep with those who who weep, live in harmony with one another. Don't be too proud to enjoy the company of ordinary people and don't think that you know it all. 
Never pay back evil with more evil. Do things in such a way that everyone can see you are honorable. Do all that you can to live in peace with everyone. Dear friends, never take revenge. Leave that to the righteous anger of God. For scripture says, I will take revenge. I will pay them back, says the Lord. Instead, if your enemies are hungry, feed them. And if they are thirsty, give them something to drink. In doing this, you will heap burning coals of shame on their heads. Don't let evil conquer you, but conquer evil by doing good. Now right there, that's a lot in there, in that verse. Really, we could just stop right here and say, reflect on, does your life, is, are these things manifest in your life, in my life? Um, there's a lot, just don't just pretend to love others, really love them. Take delight in honoring each other. Do things in such a way everyone can see you are honorable. Do all you can to live in peace with everyone. That's, that's a lot, a lot to think about as we're thinking about our words, honoring people. And, and one of the worst places to see honoring people, dishonoring people is on social media. And we've, we've all seen examples of that in the many years social media has been around and especially now examples of, of hate being spread and division and people who are just wanting to say whatever they want. They feel like they, their opinion has to be out there for everyone. They are angry. Um, conversations, threads of conversations of people back and forth, back and forth, trolling on whatever, whatever is happening. And uh, we, we know the examples that we've seen of that kind of expressing opinion on social media. Um, but if you are a follower of Jesus, if that's what you say, then we have to measure our response and our words and engage what we're saying through the lens of what does the Bible, what does Jesus ask us to, how does he ask us to use our words to present our words in a manner, a manner that's honoring to him and honoring to people before we decide what to post. Jesus said this, um, which was recorded in Matthew in the Bible. He said, I tell you, on the day of judgment, you will have to give an account for every careless word you utter. For by your words, you will be justified, and by your words, you will be condemned. Which is a heavy statement. You may feel like your words that you, you post or you, you throw out there are, are just careless and mean nothing. But the, the Bible is clear. Jesus said, we will be held accountable for every careless word that we utter. Our words are really important and they matter to God. There's a lot of weight on those things to be judged by even the careless things that we say. Um, so you may feel like, okay, well, this, this message is not for, I know, I know those people that you're talking about. I've heard them. I, they're no, the those people. Like I, I know those people and I'm not one of those people, very specific, those people. Like there's any sort of definition, but you know that you're not one of them. You're not one of those people. And so, Maybe you feel like, you know what, this message isn't for me, but I, I want to implore you, challenge you in this message with these words, um, hearing words from the Bible to choose to check your own heart, what's in there, and choose to evaluate words that you've chosen to use and gauge them against what Jesus says, and to maybe think about some of these things and let that inform the ways that you're choosing to to express yourself publicly in that way, or your words in conversation. Also, as we're talking to people, 
Um, maybe not as many people in person as we have before, but even in conversation, the importance of honoring people and being careful about our words still applies. So it's in talking about those people, we can sort of say those, those people are the problem. We can see the problem people and those people are the problem. But really, it, it's not enough for us to just say, oh, I know I'm not the problem. We can't just be not the problem. We have to be part of the solution to those things. Where other people are creating division, we have to be people who are creating unity, who are moving towards reconciliation. It's not just I'm not the problem, but I am going to be actively part of the solution to division. Um, Jesus said this that was recorded in Luke. The good person out of the good treasures of the heart produces good. And the evil person out of the evil treasure produces evil. For it is out of the abundance of the heart that the mouth speaks. So what we say really reflects what's in our heart. Those things will come out out of the abundance of our heart that the mouth speaks. So, Anthem, what is in your heart today? What are those words going to come out of an abundance of your heart? What is in your heart today? Even if you're not one of those people, is what you're saying honoring to people and to God? Whatever words you're putting out there, whatever responses you're putting out there, or whatever conversation you're having with people, is your goal to honor people. So I wanted to give you um, six things to think about that are, these are, about social media, but six things to think about before you engage in whatever way you're going to on social media. So number one, am I posting something that I think is true or is it actually biblical? Do I just think this is true or is it actually biblical? Does it come from the Bible? I saw this picture on Instagram that illustrates some of those things um, that reads, uh, Jesus wouldn't wear a mask. Jesus wouldn't wouldn't take a vaccine, and these words that people say, this is specifically what Jesus says. Honestly, would Jesus wear a mask? I don't know. Surprisingly, there's nothing in the Bible that says, in a pandemic, thou shalt always wear a mask. It's not, it's not there. Our guidelines for that is not clear about what that's true. And we have to be very, very careful before we choose to put words in Jesus' mouth that are not directly in the Bible. You know, I, I don't want Jesus to come back and be like, dude, not cool. You know, could have just stuck with all the words I did write down that I said. You know, he, there, there are a lot of words Jesus said that are there. We have to be very careful when we put what we filter as truth out there. It, do we just feel it's true or is it actually biblical? That's number one. Two, am I posting or responding to something just so I can be right? Do you want to be honoring or do you just want to be right? Do you want to be right or do you want to be loving? If you're posting something, is it just because you want to be right? Sometimes uh, Jesus followers or, or people who are not believers, that social media becomes this point of, of venting and it's all of a sudden it just becomes acceptable to put out anything that you want to say, whether it's honoring to people or not, just because this is my opinion, this is what's right, and I, I want to just vent out to everyone that that is true. But 
is that really honoring of people? Um, is it just that you want to be right? Paul said this in, in Philippians. Don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble, thinking of others as better than yourself. Thinking of others as better than ourselves. That should be our first our first filter that's going through. Are we thinking of others as better than ourselves? Being humble, what that looks like. Are you speaking truth in real love or are you speaking truth in hatred? Because there's a big difference. Ask yourself, as you're engaging with someone online, would I have this real conversation with this person? Is this a relationship that I want to invest in, that I feel is worth investing in for me? Is that this type of relationship? And if the answer is no, then think, why, why are you commenting on them if it's not for the sake of, of relationship? If it's not a relationship you even want to invest in or would have a conversation with? Um, so often we don't seek any understanding. You know, are we going to ask, hey, what do you mean by that? Are we willing to pick up the phone and text and call and message? Hey, what do you mean by this? Help me to help me to understand. I know that I have been really guilty of this as I'm all this I'm preaching to me for sure is not something that I have figured out as something I've really tried to wrestle with and figure out what what is honoring to me to post on social media. But something I can fall into and and have and I had to check my heart about is uh, judgment of people and judging what they say instead of seeking any understanding. And, and, and a danger of social media is that it's this one-way communication. It's, it's one thing somebody posts and I interpret it through my filter and assume what they mean based on what I think they mean. And all of a sudden, I maybe am putting something on someone that's not actually true, but because I filtered it through my filter and because we're not in conversation, I'm not looking for understanding at all. Um, this kind of just happened to me. I have uh, an acquaintance on Facebook from, you know, back in the day when you friended like everyone you met once and just is still there. And uh, he's something that he's someone who, who posts often and felt like as this conversation started to elevate, especially around race, he was just posting these things. And I was like, this man, he's crazy. Like, why is he posting? I was like, these are the most like white privileged uninformed, just like nobody needs to know, angry, what, what is, who's this, this crazy person? And I just found myself, uh, even true of other people on social media, I'm like, why are you posting? Is it just for you? Are you just feeling uncomfortable so you have to post something? Why are you? And I could feel this, this, this judgment building up in, in me about people posting and me thinking these stupid idiots who are posting these things, why are you doing it? And this anger in me. And specifically with this guy, he then eventually um, posted something, a long something, and it was uh, a personal story of his, of a lot of pain, a painful something that had happened in his life. And all of a sudden, those posts just took on a new light, a new light of, of, of seeing what he was saying based on painful experiences he had in his life. And, and you know, I still don't agree with some of those things, I, I still don't know that some of them are appropriate. I, I didn't come to a place of agreement on everything, but I did have a piece of understanding and that understanding really diffused the judgment that I was feeling, the, the anger I was feeling, 
to know I hadn't sought to understand anything. I hadn't sought to understand why he's posting that, what are his thoughts behind that, and, and it was actually from uh, some of it from this, this hard situation, but I hadn't sought any understanding. I hadn't messaged anything, texted, picked up the phone, whatever, to ask, how can I understand this better? How can we be in conversation? I just let my own heart judge instead of seeking understanding. So something that the Bible says in James is, my dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. Quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to become angry. I got to ask the question, you have to ask the question, do I really want to listen to this person and to listen to where they're coming from? Do I want to listen or do I just want to be right based on what I think? Do I want to be honoring of someone or do I want to be right? Number three, are you posting or responding by saying something you would never say in real life? This is a big one, even for things like texting, conversations. Am I saying something I would never say in love? Would I say these words directly to someone in conversation or would I be completely embarrassed for those words to come out of my life, out of my mouth in real life in a real conversation? Sometimes too, people uh, post and you've probably seen these something and they'll say something that's, uh, it's not talking to a specific person. It's kind of nebulous, like the people, we're back at those people, but different those people, some, some non-specific but yet you know general group of people to say something sarcastic about all of them. But at the same time, you're sort of like, well, are they judging me? Because that's kind of me in that nebulous kind of unclear person or whatever. And that can become really passive aggressive. And passive aggressive, anonymous, wondering, sarcasm, frustrations, expressing that passive aggressive is not the way that God has asked us to enter into conflict with people. It's not the way God has asked us to respond. It's not an honoring way to respond. Paul said this in Ephesians, Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. And really the overarching rule of anything that we say should be, should be based at the root of it in love. In love, that's so a part of, of our, our story as followers of Jesus, for everything to be, um, for love at the base to be soul motivation. That was Jesus' motivation when he came into our messy lives. It was his love, God's great love, that, that brought Jesus to earth to die for us. His motivation at the core of it was love. And that Whatever comes after that, that has to be the core motivation as we're in conversation with people, as we're seeking to honor people with our words. Jesus said this, as recorded by Matthew. Jesus said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. And this is the greatest and first commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. And on these two commandments hang all the laws and the prophets. In your words, we are to love our neighbor as 
ourselves. Number four, is this the place or the context to publicly express my thoughts and opinions? Is this the place and context to publicly express my thoughts and opinions? We've all seen battles over viewpoints, my viewpoint, your viewpoint, who's going to get the battle to who's right. But, but that kind of back and forth, you know, the long strands of, of people that you're like, I just dig deeper and deeper. And then you're like, why am I digging deeper and deeper? I don't really even need to know what these people are saying. That kind of, that kind of conflict in a public place only, can, only adds to other people who want to join in that argument, um, shows strife, anger. Um, those aren't that to have a discussion. It's not the discussion itself that necessarily, maybe it is, but as a general rule, it's, it's not that we shouldn't have discussion. It's not that we shouldn't even disagree, but is social media, is a public place, a public place where people are reading these things, is that the appropriate context in which to have conversations like that? Um, the, the Bible actually does give us, it gives us a way that we should, a, a process this is how you should go through correction or conflict that Jesus said himself, recorded by Matthew. If your brother or sister sins, go out, go and point out their faults just between the two of you. If they listen to you, you have won them over. But if they will not listen, take one or two others along so that every matter may be established by the testimony of two or three witnesses. If they still refuse to listen, tell it to the church and if they refuse to listen even to the church, treat them as you would a pagan or a tax collector. So correction, first step of correction is one-on-one and, and not in a, in a public setting, not one-on-one being observed with other people, not welcoming other people into the conversation. We need to be very, very careful before we make the decision that we have a right to, to shame someone publicly, to choose words that, that shame people publicly, that is a really dangerous place to be. And if, if we're going to choose to do that, we, it's very important we evaluate where our heart motivation is. What a dangerous place to be to choose to publicly shame someone. Something to think carefully about. Would we say these words to someone? Now, there is, there is an appropriate time to call out sin. I don't mean in this discussion to say um, there's no place for disagreement or, or conflict. Obviously, God gives us this, this picture. Jesus gave us this picture for conflict management. There, it's not that we should never call out sin in the spirit of, of unity, that kind of mindset, don't rock the boat. Um, that is not true at all. And, and the Bible is specific about that. In Proverbs, it says, speak up for those who cannot speak for themselves, for the rights of all who are destitute. Speak up and judge fairly. Defend the rights of the poor and needy. Again, the Bible is clear. It's, it's not, silence is not the same. It's not that we should be silent on all issues just to, to preserve some sort of unity. There is a place to call out sin. That has been true in the church. Um, that sexual abuse has gone in the church that people did not call out. Still, maybe, um, it, people choose to not call that out. That has been a painful history of the church. That was true in the church with things like um, concentration camps in Germany. That is true about slavery in our country and other countries where the church chose not to speak up for oppressed people. That was true in places, specific places like the Rwandan genocide that the, the Pope specifically 
publicly apologize for the church's role in that horrendous tragedy that happened. The church often has, has done some really hurtful things. And those things, those places of sin, it is appropriate to call them out. We are called to speak up, to speak up for justice, to seek justice. However, in thinking about what you want to say, what needs to be said, the first step is not, is not public, but it's one-on-one. It's saying, I have the courage to say, I'm going to talk to someone. I'm going to take that step, and I'm going to confront someone one-on-one first, just, just the two of us, not in a public place. But if I'm, if I'm concerned about something, if I want to call something out, I'm going to start in that way and not in a public place. Are you posting and commenting out of fear of having a real conversation? Are you posting because you don't want to have a real conversation and to enter into that feels too hard, not worth your time, or feels scary? But those aren't reasons not to enter into it. We shouldn't post our opinions because we're afraid to enter into real conversation. Number five, what is my posting or commenting saying about my character and my witness. The Bible says for us to be ready to be a witness in, in everything for Jesus and, and your choices. If, if you are a follower of Jesus, if that's something that you've, you've chosen and you want to live a life that's pleasing to God, that's following his way, um, you, you, everything you do becomes, uh, it, it becomes a place of, of you carrying Jesus's reputation. Jesus's reputation is on the line by your actions. What are your, the things that you say, really in any context, how are the things that you're saying being a witness for Jesus? And, and are you honoring Jesus's reputation by your choices of what you say and what you communicate? Are you increasing your witness for Jesus? I mean, hopefully you're not saying or posting anything that's against, like directly against what Jesus said. That's a no-brainer. So if you're you're struggling with that issue, then you know go go back to number one or something, because that's just just don't don't post anything that is contrary to what Jesus said. Bottom line, I don't have anything else to say about that. But um, we have the the choice, the really beautiful choice, actually, to be to be agents of beauty and restoration instead of agents of division and of hate and of anger that we can choose to, as a church, bring love. And so often the church is, is known by what it's against instead of what the church is for. And this can come back to this mindset of, of thinking, well, I'm, I'm not the problem, but it's, it's not enough to be not the problem or you choose to be a part of the solution instead. Choose to be a part of the solution. Um, it guards your, your own reputation. Remember that the internet is, is permanent. It's, it's very permanent. And, and we've all seen examples of celebrities, people that have um, ruined their reputation by what they posted on social media. Uh, most recently, CrossFit, as I'm a CrossFitter, CrossFit um, founder and former CEO, um, Craig Glassman, he, he tweeted some racist tweets, which the impact of that, the result of that, 
um, resulted in all of these companies pulling their affiliation with CrossFit, really um, creating huge division in the CrossFit community. And ultimately, he stepped down, and a new person has taken over. Um, but but those those tweets that that le- that legacy um, that's something that's going to kind of follow him. It affects what we think of his reputation. And though we may not make public statements like that or have that much on the line, what we say it affects our reputation. And the Bible says this about our reputation in Proverbs: a good reputation and respect are worth more than silver or gold. So are people going to respect you more or less based on what you're saying, based on your words? Are you, are you putting yourself in a position that it, it brings up your reputation and the reputation of Jesus? Is this a place where people, you're going to gain respect? And you know, even if people, even if other people don't, don't um, deserve respect or feel as if they don't deserve respect, um, giving respect to someone who doesn't deserve it isn't a reflection of them. It's a reflection on us. It's a reflection on our own character if we're willing to respect people even if they don't deserve or we feel they don't deserve respect. And isn't that really ultimately the story of the gospel of Jesus as he came in love, um, giving us grace when we did not deserve it? He gave, he gave grace when we didn't deserve respect. And, and that... that um, comes back to our character, a reflection of our character. Um, Number six, am I praying more than I am posting? Just because we, we disagree with someone is our first response to disagree with them or to be praying about the situation. Um, Maybe just in life, are you posting more than you're praying? But in, in uh, conflict, in expressing opinion, are you praying as much as you are posting? Ultimately, um, maybe it's happened. I don't think it happens very many times. A, a social media post isn't going to change a bigot into a lover. Um, change like that, a heart change comes from, from Jesus, and it comes from real relationships with people in, in prayer to change people's hearts not in anger or in that sort of public confrontation. But ultimately, what's going to change people's hearts is Jesus. Jesus said this in Matthew, You have heard that it is said, love your neighbor and hate your enemies. But I tell you to love your enemies and to pray for those who persecute you. You know, the most effective conversations, if we're looking for change, the most effective conversations happen in the context of community in community, in friendship, in relationship. And that's where we bring about the heart change. When Jesus and when Paul talked about relationships and talked about, gave us that guideline for what Christian community is, they, they weren't talking about social media. They were talking about real relationships, people together. And I know that COVID has made that difficult. We have had to be creative to stay in community, to know what that, what that is to be in community. But the goal really is, it's not to stay on social media for our conversations. Our goal is to be in real relationship with people. That's where we have conversations, where we ask, where we ask people's stories, where we see what the understanding is behind it, where we, we talk about where we disagree. So in being part of the solution, where are you building into real relationships, even with the challenges of not being able to be together, that's not going to be forever. And that's not a barrier that that excuses you from building those real relationships. As we've been talking about the awkward and essential challenges of Christian community, it is essential to be in community. 
And it's not enough to say, I'm not the problem. We have the choice to say, I'm going to be a part of the solution. Am I going to bring division or am I going to bring nothing of value? Or am I going to be an agent of unity and of reconciliation? Because I'm willing to enter into real conversations with people. Are you even leaving any space to be honoring, to have conversations? Are you providing yourself that opportunity because you're moving forward in relationship with people? If you don't create that space, it's not going to happen. If you don't create that space, there's, there's no place to honor other people. But that's what it means to be in community, and that's what Jesus asks us to do. So uh, a challenge that I want to give you is that um, before you post, before you respond, before you text, really anything, if, if you can follow a three-second rule, if you can decide, I'm going to take three seconds and I'm going to think about, is this going to be honoring to someone or is it any of those things? I just want to be right. I, I, don't, I, don't, I want to express my opinions. Have I been praying about it? Take those three seconds and, and ask those questions of yourselves. The Bible actually gives us a guide of how to think about some of these things. This is in Philippians. It says, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, Whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about those things. And there's your check to the words that you're choosing to use, to the communication you're choosing to use. Am I going to be, am I going to create division? Am I going to be in my own island just making sure I'm not part of the problem? Or am I going to be a part of moving towards unity? and unity in the church. And that was one of Jesus's prayers on earth, that we would be one, that we would be one in that unity. And really, um, so social media, it's not positive or negative. It's ultimately, it's just a tool. It's, it's our choice to choose how we're going to use it. And, and really bottom line, where we should be at the end of the day is uh, this prayer that the psalmist gives. In Psalm 19, it says, May these words of my mouth And these meditations of my heart be pleasing in your sight, Lord, my rock and my redeemer. And God, I pray that today that is something that we keep in our hearts. May the words of our mouth help us, Holy Spirit, to do that. May the words of our mouth, may they be honoring to you those things in my heart. May we check our hearts this week and you would reveal to us what things are not pleasing to you. And may you remind us in those three seconds of of what you've asked us to do, the way you've asked us to respond as people who are followers of you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.